0: Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Herb Business Radio. Before we get started, just a reminder to all our listeners, go to everlastboxing.com.au. If you want to get that 20% off, enter the code HBREVERLAST20 for 20% off all orders. Pretty awesome. Do it. Now, it's a, a lot to get through today. We've had a seismic shock in the heavyweight division, a couple of domestic fights to announce. Can't wait to get into it. Ben Damon, how are you?
1: I'm good, Mickey. Yeah, good to be uh, chatting with you again. Haven't seen you since uh, we left New York and I was uh, indescribably delayed for a couple of days and wore the same shirt for quite some time. That was most unpleasant, but the trip itself went very well. And yeah, you're right. We do have a couple of big things to announce. So um, yeah, we should uh, get into it with uh, you, me and our uh, our
0: ally. Jade Mitchell, how are you? Good, good.
2: Yeah, mate, it sounded, um, you described it in pretty colourful Language, actually, Ben. It was very described thoroughly. It sounds but, like you had a horrible time, mate, over uh, trying to get home from New York. But
1: Yeah, the, the trip home, uh, yeah, Qantas and I have drifted apart, uh, fair to say, but uh, yeah, we, we, we had a good time up until then.
2: I can say I'm extremely jealous of you boys actually being in the building when um, oh, Andy Ruiz yeah. shot the world.
1: It was ridiculous. Um, Yeah, Mickey and I were sitting next to each other and um, yeah, there's not much that can shock you when you've watched as much boxing as we have, but uh, that was one thing which really freaked us out. Uh, The big shot that hit AJ as he was trying to finish things off after dropping Andy Ruiz in that uh, third round and he just never recovered. um, Something quite incredible and Mickey, I I dare say, will never forget having been there.
0: A hundred percent. Yeah, it's it's hard to describe. I mean, there was the feeling in the arena was a combination of pandemonium, shock, disbelief. Um, I'm just happy to have been there and witnessed it.
1: Yeah, and particularly coming off the back of um, what we saw on the undercard as well, Katie Taylor getting away with one big time, um, what I thought was a robbery to win uh, her fight and to unify the titles, um, sort of took a little bit of the air out of the room. And by the time we got through to that main event, I think the place was just buzzing to see a clear uh, victory. And they did, but it wasn't the way that they expected. And on the streets for the next couple of days, uh the English were commiserating uh, with each other. Um, it was not something that anyone saw coming. But, gee, I can't wait uh, for the rematch, November or December. Most likely in the UK, they've said that they're happy to go back to New York and have this rematch. But you would expect that Matchroom, Eddie Hearn and Anthony Joshua uh, looking towards That's the right. UK to give themselves every possible chance of uh, beating Andy Ruiz in the rematch. What do you think, Jade? Uh, who do you think wins that rematch?
2: Um, look, I think. I think... It's still for me. It's still fifty-fifty fight because we saw on the night Andrew Ruiz um, just had such an edge in speed and putting his shots together. Um, the heavyweight division super unforgiving when you get caught. Sometimes you just don't recover. That's not what happened to. That's that's exactly what happened to Joshua. But I think given that he, given Joshua's size um, and his athleticism, I believe that he would be able to box Ruiz on the outside. In a much more boring fight, much the way he did against Joseph Parker, um, and just dictate the pace with his length and his size. The thing where where he struggled was it just looked like um, Andy Ruiz, as I said, had an edge in speed and just his variation of punches. Um, he sort of he took Joshua's jab away, and Joshua looked out out at sea at times, just didn't know, didn't not have any answers at all for what was in front of him. Um, he, at times, he just sort of took his foot off the pedal and was on the back foot, but didn't really have much of a plan going forward and didn't give the variation coming forward. There wasn't a, a, an attack off a different step or there wasn't, he just couldn't match him hand speed and um, just kept getting caught and kept questioning himself. And like I said, just looked out at sea, Ruiz just had him covered. So certainly got to make some adjustments. Come back, um, come back with a with a good game plan. I believe the only way it beats him is um, on the back foot and, and staying on the outside, being smart as well. Because the second that he smelt blood in the water, he uh, he went for broke and got clipped, and then that was. That was the turning point of the fight. He just never recovered after a week. Yeah,
1: you'd think that we see um, the Anthony Joshua that we saw against Joseph Parker. That seems to be the best way for him to fight in this rematch. And it wouldn't be at all surprising to see him uh, be completely conservative, defensive, and uh, just try and take this on points. And that plays further into the idea of having this fight in the UK where the judges are going to be more friendly towards him. Um, Judges are
0: already pretty friendly, though. It's yeah, they,
1: the four cards. yeah 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 they were a little bit friendly uh no doubt considering how many times he was dropped in that fight um when yeah. you did look him after the the Reese fight but um yeah i think uh be even more friendly again in the UK and with such a massive fight and his career really at the crossroads at this point. Because if he gets knocked out again, um, there's so much of the luster that goes off the Anthony Joshua story. Even though he's the ultimate professional, he's about as impressive as um, any individual boxer I've certainly ever seen um, conduct himself has ever been. And, uh, you know, he's got an incredible story. But if he gets stopped twice... By oh, someone like Andy Ruiz, who is a big puncher but um, not your uh, out-and-out superstar type, then gee, he's uh, he's got a long way to get back into the position he currently holds in the British and world boxing psyche at the moment.
2: See, and that's what that's what makes it so exciting for me too. Is now Andy Ruiz, he has the confidence. He knows he can beat him to the punch. He knows he's got he's got all the punches. He he comes in from different angles, and he he's just so much quicker. Um the pressures on the pressures on Joshua and his team to solve that riddle because they're gonna have to give him so much so much variation in order to keep the smaller man Ruiz off his chest because he, like I said, he's gonna be fired up and he's gonna have so much confidence. he knows he can do it. So it's 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 still a 5050 fight for me. I, I can't pick a winner, but as we said, the only way that Joshua beats him in my mind, he's not just going to walk through him because he tried that. Um, he's got to box him off the back foot and it might be a boring, far more boring fight like, like, like Parker.
1: Or, or Andy Ruiz wins it and um, you couldn't begrudge him because what a story huh. he is and what a, what a great guy as well. Mickey, you and I um, got to deal with him over there and um, super impressive and just a really nice yeah. character. Um, really gentle sort of a guy, and you could sort of tell that he was embracing the moment, but we didn't expect him to uh, eat up the moment quite like he did. And ever since, he's conducted himself impeccably. A great story and a life-changing moment for him, so you cannot begrudge him one bit.
2: The fallout the fallout from some of the media was just absolute shit. Stephen A. Smith, oh, that what a guy. Joke. Oh, God. How, how on earth he gets gigs for boxing. Yeah, when he knows nothing about the sport at all, do some fucking homework, you clam. Like, and you
0: saw him trying to backtrack after as well, trying oh. to. Sport a-
1: yeah, it was embarrassing. The, the backtracking got embarrassing at a point when he was trying yeah. to lay it on Canelo and others as well. It was just, yeah, he. I think he's he's done his dash. He'd already done his dash with some of the comments around Jeff Horn and other bits and pieces in between. But um, yeah, he he's not up to it.
2: Every time that guy opens his mouth with boxing, it's just cringe. It's like, mate, you don't. Know anything about the sport? Why is this man commenting on on our sport? Right. He knows nothing about boxing. He, he fucking does my head in.
0: He, he's like Teddy Atlas. It just tries to be outrageous and gets his. Um, At his least headlight. Teddy
2: knows something about. Yeah, the sport. exactly.
0: exactly.
1: Yeah, but Teddy lets himself down by playing the exact angle that Mickey just described. They try and be talk back radio hosts. They try and polarise their audience by saying these outlandish things. And Teddy Atlas, you can see, he he his brain ticks over ever so slowly to try and find an angle that is gonna outrage someone somewhere, and he finds it eventually and people fire up. But Stephen A. Smith, the angles that he finds are just so tenuous and so misguided that it sort of does lead to embarrassment more often than not. But I don't think we should waste too much no, time talking no, def, about such definitely people. not. Because we did mention just briefly Joseph Parker. And um, while we we're over there, we got to deal with Joseph Parker, who's a great fella, and um, sat with him at the weigh-in. And, and um, yeah, he's uh, signed up with Matchroom. He's going to have a few fights with them in the USA. And um, the news that's just come through in the last 24 hours is that the first of them looks very likely to be against Alex Leopie. So, we're going to have a trans-Tasman heavyweight showdown in Providence, USA at the end of the month. And um, yeah, probably uh, a bit of a shock for for those who follow uh, Alex Leopie's career because obviously it hit its heights when he uh, fought the unified heavyweight champ at the time, Vladimir Klitschko. Ever since then, he's uh, retired. He put on a heap of weight. He's come back. He's had um, some warm-up fights and got back in. It's been, well, well, getting on towards a year now since he's been in the ring. But all of a sudden... He's going to get in there in the USA against Joseph Parker. It's a big ask for him, but a big opportunity as well.
2: That's awesome. Absolutely. Massive opportunity. Just, yeah, as you said, just comes from absolutely out of nowhere. Um, I think Parker outboxes Alex with all due respect. He's uh, been the far more active, and uh, he really, really needs this, and he's only just signed. Is it? Did you say a three-fight deal with Matchroom?
1: Yeah, he signed a three-fight deal with Matchroom. But, um, you know, if things go well, there's no reason they wouldn't look to extend that because there's a very good relationship between the man who's now his manager, was his promoter, Dave Higgins, and Eddie Hearn as well. They've got big plans. They want to fight him over there in the US. I did talk to um, Eddie and Dave Higgins about the idea of potentially um, bringing him back to at least this part of the world, New Zealand or Australia, maybe yeah. to fight against someone like a Lucas Brown or you know if some other heavyweight can be developed to that point. But um, instead, they've got a well a Samoan Aussie uh, going over to the US to fight him straight up. And Alex Leopold, 39 years of age, um, gets one last throw at the stumps.
2: I reckon... Um the heavyweight division is almost like it's, it's it's getting exciting again. Like the '90s '90s heavyweights, I, I think were, were great fun. Oh, um, awesome. Imagine, imagine if Ortiz, like he he's he's still dangerous. As we got to remember, he had Wilder in all sorts. Imagine if Ortiz gets over the top of Deontay Wilder. He's such a class actor and such a brilliant like awesome operator ortiz he's he's been in there with with wilder he knows what to what to expect but yet wilder knows what to expect with ortiz too but he's just such a well-schooled cuban fighter anything's possible in the heavyweight division imagine if he gets past him how how hot the division is right now it's awesome there's so many good fights not even the yeah, total dude. fights just big fights to be made
1: Yeah, there's so many good fights and uh, the really good and exciting thing about it is that I think that all of the guys who are there towards the top have some sort of fallibility. There is a weakness in all of them. We saw what Anthony Joshua's is in his loss against Andy Ruiz. Um, Obviously, we've seen uh, Deontay Wilder can get hit and he, he can't box particularly well and he had some trouble finishing off Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury himself... Um, he has a lot of problems outside the ring and he doesn't punch particularly hard either so there's something that can be exploited in each of these guys but at the same time each of them has incredible strengths in other areas so it makes for a, a very entertaining division and it's not just those few at the top but there's plenty of others because of those weaknesses that exist in the top guys who can break through and we saw that with Andy Ruiz so yeah it's a fascinating time in the heavyweight division and um while well, we don't have one out-and-out superstar anymore where potentially we were going to with Anthony Joshua, now we have a lot of guys who can win or lose given their particular Which day. To me, it's
0: more exciting. No? Rather than having one guy dominate yeah. for five, ten years, isn't oh, it definitely. a level playing field? Definitely. You know what, what's going to happen. That's what sport's all about.
1: Yeah, certainly.
2: What do you make of Tyson's fight this weekend, Ben? <laughs> Um.
1: Well, it's. I, I don't think anyone's too excited about it, are they? Um. I didn't, to be honest, know much about Schwartz prior to the announcement. I did have to look him up. Um. You, no doubt, have been following his career, uh, with great interest throughout the. Oh,
2: I know nothing of Schwartz, mate. That's why I asked the question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: no, I um. I, yeah. I don't think it's the fight that uh, too many wanted to see uh, for Tyson Fury. They're doing a good job, though, of talking it up for ESPN, and they have signed this deal, obviously, with Tyson Fury. Um, it would have been preferable for most that um, that deal wasn't partaken in, and he could have taken uh, the rematch immediately with Deontay Wilder, but at least it appears to be on the horizon. Um, who knows what happens, though, if Andy Ruiz does win this rematch with Anthony Joshua, surely the PBC start to move Deontay Wilder towards a unification yeah, bout instead yeah. of going into a risky fight with Tyson Fury. I just um, can't see any merit in announcing fights two and three down the track. It doesn't make a, a, a great deal of sense. But um, yeah. for this weekend, uh, he'll get through Tom Schwartz, you would think, um, via a unanimous points decision.
2: Yeah, it is, it's, it is a bit of an odd one. Yeah. Um, He's already get. He's got to get past Schwartz. He's got to get past Ortiz, and they've already announced in early 2020 that we're going to see the rematch. Yeah. Um, yeah. Be uh, interesting to see if it actually does come off. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway. So so we reckon, did you say earlier September, November for the Joshua Ruiz rematch? Uh,
1: yeah, for uh, November, December, most likely, and it's most likely in the UK.
0: Cool, cool. Yeah, well, Uh, while we're on PBC Fighters, Manny Pacquiao has a really exciting fight coming up against Keith Thurman. He Uh, does, yes. Our very own Tim Zhu has flown over to the Philippines to be one of his sparring partners, which is pretty exciting for Tim.
1: Yeah, so um, Tim got the call up, um, headed over there and sort of had his first four rounds with uh, Manny just to see uh, how things went and Manny was most impressed. Um, It was Justin Fortune uh, who who suggested getting all this together and uh, after that he he did the rest of the week, uh, went really well, enjoyed it and Manny enjoyed having him there and they've invited him to go and be a part of the remainder of the camp in the US so Tim's just... um, talking with his team about whether that is uh, plausible at this stage. And hopefully, I, I really do hope that he does head over and make the most of this opportunity because um, while it, it is obviously tough rounds with a southpaw, it's uh, an all-time great southpaw in Manny Pacquiao, yeah, And also, you'll be training out of the wild card, where there's plenty of orthodox fighters you can do rounds with as well. And it's um, just great to be around that atmosphere. So... A really good opportunity for Tim Zoo and shows where he is at. Um, he uh, obviously joins a couple of others who, who've been um, big name sparring partners in recent times. Bill Ackaway, uh, George Cambosis has done plenty of rounds as well with uh, with Manny. So um, yeah, a really good opportunity for Tim and um, he really has enjoyed it.
2: Did uh, did I ever tell you about the time that? Uh, <laughs> uh, just, oh, I'm joking. Yeah, moving on up, um Pacquiao Thurman is. Huge. I um, I love this fight. It's going to be good awesome. to see what Pacquiao's got left. What Do we know what the odds are on that fight? Surely Thurman would have to be a favourite in this one, wouldn't he?
1: Yeah, he's a narrow uh, betting favourite at the moment. Narrow? Uh, okay. Yeah, well, so. it reflects
0: what other people are betting, so I'd imagine there'd be a lot of casuals that would still think uh, they might not know much about Thurman and be betting on Pacquiao, so... And also
1: probably there wasn't a great deal of um, – uh, in Keith Thurman's return fight, um, there'd be some who maybe think that he hasn't uh, come back in the greatest of of Nick. Um, Manny looked really good against Adrian Broner, so a case can be made. But, yeah, obviously yeah. Manny's 40 years of age and um, Thurman's the naturally bigger man. Um, there's plenty in his favour, but um, – It would create an incredible story if Manny Pacquiao could get through this and then win through to a fight with the winner of Sean Porter and Errol Spence. And if he were to win through that and then decide to go over and uh, take on Terence Crawford in a um, cross-network war, um, yeah, it would be quite incredible. But uh, he's got a lot to get through before that.
2: Absolutely huge. Thurman didn't look all that impressive in his last outing against, um, was it Jose Cito Lopez?
1: Yeah, he looked very ordinary, yeah, in fact. But he had yeah. had a, a big break in, in big the lead break. up to Got that. Got married? So. Yeah,
2: massive. Got break, married. But, yeah.
1: That'll knock you about.
2: Yeah, it would. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, very good, very good. Um, <laughs> what um... What are you doing? What are you doing there, I'm, I'm just. I'm, I'm, I'm scrolling, looking at PBC. At the okay. Moment.
1: Just looking at the BBC, uh, you're looking for a fight?
2: Yeah, looking for a fight. Caleb Plant, Mike Lee, I'd like the winner of that. Okay. That'd be good.
1: I can tell you the exact odds, That's in on, fact.
2: It's on the exact same card. Caleb Plant's the IBF. Um, IBF, super middleweight.
1: Okay. Keith Thurman, seventy one. Manny Pacquiao, $2.05. That's the uh, way mm-hmm. the betting looks just at the moment. So you can get on that if you Steve. want. And just looking at the top of this list, um uh, I've just clicked onto one of the betting sites. Um, our own Zach Dunn, he's taking on Raphael Soso Pintos. And the price is Zach Dunn, $1.04, uh, and Pintos is
2: $9.50. Wow. I don't believe it. So,
1: there you go.
2: That's, uh, that's, that's going to be a, an amazing fight. This
1: is another one you will be interested um, well, in, and I know this is not really part of what we yeah. do, but... Um, Mose Amitagi Jr. against Kerry Foley. And this will be on Saturday night. I don't know when this is going up. Will you get this up on Friday, Mickey, do you think? Uh,
0: Uh, Yes.
1: Yes, okay. So this will be tomorrow night. You'll see this on Fox Sports as well. They're they're carrying this card uh, live on uh, one of the Fox Sports channels. But this is probably the best fight on the card with Amitagi against Foley. Um, I think it'll open the show. Um, What prices would you expect in that fight, Um,
2: Jade? I would expect probably pretty even money. $1.44
1: forty four for the Kiwi and $2.67 yep. for Kerry Foley. So if you want to get on board with your old mate, you're making a bit of money there.
2: Mm, no, nah, I couldn't, couldn't, couldn't do it. Nah, couldn't. couldn't have <laughs> old captain okay. excuses. I um, reckon the the odds would have to be pretty short. He's got a good excuse if he gets buddy chin by Ormatagi. We'll go back to
1: that card in a moment because we do want to talk about the Maloneys. But um, yes. we mentioned Tyson Fury against Tom Schwartz. The betting here shows uh, just what caliber of a fight this is. Tyson Fury, a dollar and two cents. Wow. Tom Schwartz just to win the fight is twelve dollars. So um, oh that is a massive discrepancy. That is significantly bigger than the uh, prices the you could old, have got for the, in, uh, in terms of Australian markets for the Joshua Ruiz fight. Probably
2: worth
0: a cheeky twinner then.
2: So, old Sosa Pintos has got a better chance of beating Zach Dunn. Correct. Jesus Christ. And that is a headliner at the MGM. It is. Holy shit! It is. Um,
1: um, yeah, we mentioned. <laughs> sorry, the um, we mentioned the fights that are are on Fox Sports on um, Saturday night. So Jason Maloney's is yes. in action. Andrew Maloney as well. Unfortunately, both of their opponents fell over a couple of weeks ago. The Mexicans. So they've ended up with um, Tanzanian opponents um, in uh, mismatched fights. Uh, but even so, an opportunity to see two of our most exciting. Um, Young fighters in Andrew Maloney and Jason Maloney in action on Fox Sports. So um, worth watching. Even though they'll get through these fights with these, it's uh, worth having a look at them. And you've got that good fight early on as well.
2: Yeah. Well, um, this is potentially their last fight on Australian soil for some time as well. Both boys signed with top rank. um, And no doubt, no doubt, um, yeah, no doubt that the world title's looming for them really soon. Well, Andy... And he gets through this. He isn't. He's the mandatory for Kelly Fire, I believe, isn't well, he? Well,
1: he's already um in that position, but um <laughs> as Mickey and I found in our uh, chat with Eddie Hearn, um he's not that keen on making that fight. He would like Kellia Fire to go to a different direction after he gets through his own fight, which will be on the um same card the uh, Demetrius Andrei uh, Selecki. Uh, card, which will take place in Providence, where we'll see Leopie and Parker. Calify, he has his mandatory, um, his current mandatory, and then he's meant to move on yeah. to a fight with Maloney, but um, Eddie Hearn would prefer a unification bout off the back of that, which I'm sure he can make uh, happen. So he may have to wait a little bit longer or go a different route, um, uh, yeah. Andy, at this point. Yeah, well, but the sooner the better.
2: German, yeah, German, Haas, yeah. Um, IBF world yeah. champion, who's also with. Um, with top rank, so I believe I believe there was talk of that fight, but if I was Callum Fire, I'd be staying away from Andrew Maloney. Too. Yeah,
1: me too. I think uh, Andrew Maloney wins that fight, and I reckon they've got a fair idea that's the case. So um, they'll be probably keeping him at bay for as long as they can, and um, hopefully it does happen down the track though, um, because yeah, that'd be great to see Andrew obviously win a world title. Um, we've sort of gone all over the place here, Mickey. I'm sorry. I know I've ruined the order. By getting bogged down it's in the right, in the betting. Right. but um yes, we did want to announce since this will be coming out um after the official announcement, this podcast um that Tim Zo does have his uh, next fight locked in. Oh, and, drum roll, please. Um, it'll take place on Brock August. Is very of... keen
0: to know. <laughs> what was that? Uh, Brock Alice is very keen to yes to
1: know. Uh, August the fourteenth uh, is where it'll is when it'll take place. It'll be in Sydney at the uh, Convention Centre, the ICC. It is at Darling Harbour. It'll be on main event television. And in the main event, you'll see Tim Zhu take on the world number 12, Dwight Ritchie. Oh, it is happening. Yes. So a lot of talk about who it would be. Originally, uh, Tim laid out that four-fight plan. This was meant to be fight two. But after that fight with Joel Camilleri, there were some, um, you know, uh, I was involved in some of these conversations and there were some who thought perhaps an international opponent would be better or maybe there's a different route. But after looking at all of them, the hardest fight out of all of the options was Dwight Ritchie, and the one that Tim Zhu wanted was Dwight Ritchie. Um, Dwight Ritchie was keen for it, so that fight has been made, and that'll take place as the headline. Two Australian fighters, um, two really good guys, two uh, very different styles and what should be a really entertaining fight. And You see the world number 12 and the man who's currently the top-ranked um, a super welterweight in the country, take on the emerging star in Tim Zhu. And um, again, like we saw with Joel Cameron Leary, if Tim Zhu is going to be as good as he and his promoter and his management think he's going to be, then this is a fight he's got to get through. He's got to be able to beat slick boxers like Dwight Ritchie and um, this- he's got to be able to handle the pressure of being a main event headline act again.
2: This is awesome. This is I've got so much respect for Tim Zhu for wanting that fight and seeing this through. Because um, Dwight richie's the real deal. I've done quite a bit of work with Dwight, and um, yeah, he's man, he's, um, he's a hell of a fighter. He's not not the biggest puncher. He's slick. He's sharp. He's his defense is great. He's um, all round. Besides not being a, a one punch knockout artist, um, Dwight Ritchie is a hell of an operator. This is this is huge. This is this is a step up from Joel. That's for sure.
1: Yeah, there were some um, internationals who were available that they could have taken, but they did represent uh, admittedly easier fights than this. So the decision's yeah. been made to step him up, to try and get him going as fast and as hard as uh, possible. And after all the work in the Pacquiao camp, he'll be going into a fight against um, a man who, as you say, is the real deal. And, and um, yeah. it's a really good undercard that is being put together as well. There is a... Um, there's a fight involving Taylor Harris, um, who obviously made huge waves in the AFLW and um, has had four or f- five, in fact, professional fights already. She's going to take on um, a former amateur star who's a, a, a lady with a fair bit of um, – uh, um, who's really well-known in Sydney as well, Renee Gartner. They're going to be fighting on the undercard, but a fight that I think, um, Jade, you'll be very excited to hear has been made. Is Matteo yep. Tapia against Reynold Quinlan?
2: Oh, it's a great fight. Yeah,
1: that's
2: awesome. Yeah, yeah. that um, that's that's an awesome fight for Matteo, Ren. And look, I see Ren's been working pretty hard at the moment. It's yeah. a um yeah, it's it's a, it's a dangerous fight, perfect fight for Matteo at this stage of his career, and um, Ren will be looking to derail him. You yeah. can't fight Ren off; he's so tough and. Name me one reynold Quinlan fight that's been boring. Like, that's that's awesome. And M- M- Tapia, um <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> Mateo Tapia. He, yeah, Mateo or Shazza, Tapia.
1: Or if you prefer.
2: He absolutely brings it every fight. But this is uh, by far the best opposition he's faced yet. So um, that's awesome. Well done, Matt Rose. Um, yeah. So – yeah, I don't certainly don't want to hear anyone whinging about their bang for buck on the pay-per-view this one. They're um they're bringing it. So hopefully there's
1: actually hopefully- a couple of other fights on the card that um yeah, there's some other really big things to be announced. It's it's going to be an outstanding card. It's it, it's coming together well.
2: Tim Zoo Versus Dwight Ritchie is um that's 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 huge. I I think that is such a big fight for Tim Zoo at this stage of his career. And um after the Camilleri fight, I think, but I think Joel Joel too. Joel Joel's an experienced campaigner, and he as far as surviving and awkward movement and stuff like that, he um he's hard hard to get out of there. He's a tough boy. Um so I think Joel made was like. Stylistically, didn't make Tim look all that good. I think Tim is better than what we saw against him, against Camilleri. But Richie, Richie's the real deal. Richie is a world class fighter, and this is a tough fight. So, um, once again, once again, props to um, props to the the team. They've obviously got a lot of faith in the Zoo, and that that'll make it interesting now to see if they try and switch up the sparring, going from um, that south of Manny Pacquiao who's nothing like Dwight Ritchie at all, and uh, if they try to find a nice, slick boxing um, orthodox fighter for him to finish his camp off with. Yeah, yeah. Those... As, you said, as you said, the amount of talent that's in those gyms in America, um, yeah, Yeah, he'll be right. Decide.
1: He'll find it. One pun. Yeah, um, there, there are other really good fights, um, a couple in particular that you'll like, uh, that are just being finalised, but um, Jack Brubaker will definitely be on that card. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's 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 looking really good. And then we're not too far away from an announcement either on um, Jeff sure. Horn's next fight. Um, it is not too far away. It's been agreed, so just waiting to um, make an announcement there. And can uh, announce though that Giapattai's uh, next fight is now official. Um, so he will be taking on Nicholas Charalampous, who is the Kiwi, eighteen and two with eight stoppages. Um, A decent step up again for Jai Apatai, and that'll be live on Fox Sports. Fox Sports 507 on July the 27th, the Saturday night. Um, So you'll see Jai Apatai in action against Nicholas Charolampas and uh, watch the continuation of uh, Jai's journey into the Cruiserweight division.
2: Which card is that on?
1: That is on his card. So it is a, a headline show on July the 27th on Fox Sports. So Fox Sports 5.07 on a Saturday night, um, that oh, card awesome. pops up as, from Lunar Park oh, in nice. Sydney.
2: So this is this going to be a constant thing now? We're going to see um, some free-to-air good fights back on Fox Sports as well as... Our it is going
1: shows. to be a, a, a much more regular thing. Awesome. And um, awesome. once we get rolling, it'll be a, a constant thing, yes. Be good to see Jade Mitchell on there. It would be, mate. It'd be um,
2: excellent. When I um, start fighting you in one day, yeah, that would be good. That that helps. I reckon by the time I'm about forty years old, be yeah, yeah, I'll be good to go. yeah, yeah. Um, no, I um, when negotiating a couple of different fights now, they could be could be overseas or could be here. I don't know. I'm waiting here. I I, I honestly don't. I honestly don't manage my career at all anymore. I just um, doing what I should be doing, looking after looking after the training side of things, looking after my body, looking after my nutrition and um, everyone. I, I've got my management organising things for me. So, I honestly, I don't know what the hell yeah. I'm doing. Well, I don't know, it'll be big and I know it'll be soon.
1: Well, whatever it is, um, yeah, it's a, it's a healthy time for the sport. Like We did see Tim Zoo obviously, come out as a, a main event headliner for the first time in that show against Joel Camilleri, and the numbers dictated that that was going to happen again. Uh, it was so well supported by... Um, pubs and clubs and households around the country that um, we saw that there is an appetite for boxing and there is an appetite for boxers headlining boxing cards. So um, it's a, it's a really good time. And um, what it means is that there's a a flow on for others to take up their spots um, within these shows on undercards and to eventually become headline acts as well. And for those who are, Solely plying their um, their trade on undercards and uh, on smaller shows internationally, um, it'd have to be well within considerations to come back and be a part of what's happening here because um, Tim's U has shown that um, it can be done.
2: I definitely want. I definitely want in, mate. Absolutely, I definitely want in. I think. I think the shows, the last, just the production, everything. I think they're awesome. So I want in and. Um, can't wait to um, throw my name in the hat, but we'll know no more soon on my side of things. You you touched on Jack Brubacher earlier. Yep. Is there any chance at all of the Telford rematch in that fight?
1: Well, that was the fight, obviously, that everyone wanted to see immediately, but um, I, I'm not sure that it will happen. I, I think that Ty Telford's crew have, um, have thought perhaps maybe they would like another fight in between. Uh, I think it'll happen at some point because there'll be such demand for it, but um, – It's not his natural weight. Uh, He he might want to drop back down and then come back up to a fight like that when he's got a bit more experience. But, yeah, I I would have thought that they would have been keen more than the Brubaker side perhaps to get straight back into it. But um, maybe they just want to delay a little bit. And understandably, because he's so fresh in his career. But I I think we'll see that at some point. But regardless, the opponents that are being talked about for Brubaker are very exciting, um, one in particular. So uh, just trying to finalise that, but uh, it's not too far away.
2: He's never in a dull fight, Jack. No, he's not. Um, he's he'll fight anyone. He's I'm I'm a big big Jack Brubac fan. I'm spewing that the um, Telford camp aren't ready to jump straight back in there, but that's 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 it's smart because he he certainly does have a future. Yeah. There's no need just to just to jump straight at it. They took the chance and he proved himself. He came away with a draw. A lot of people thought he did enough for the win, but. Um, He's got an exciting career ahead of him. And I can't believe that he's actually junior welterweight. My God, he was so strong. Yeah. Yeah, he was. He's a monster. He's going to be a handful.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he's been talked about for a couple of other fights uh, that aren't confirmed. But uh, I can't wait to see him in again, Ty But he was, um, yeah. he was the one who jumped out of the ground on that card. Uh, no one sort of Stole expected him to go to that sort of a level. Um we uh, And on that show as well, obviously, the headliner um, was Tim Zhu against Joel Camilleri, who, who gave a really good account of himself. And there's been um, some quite dramatic developments in the career of Joel Camilleri since that fight. He's um, split up with his uh, trainer, Sam Labruna, and he's got a new trainer. Oh, and of all people, it's um, Glenn Rushton, uh, the world champion trainer of Jeff Horn and Dennis Hogan um, in Brisbane. So Joel Camilleri relocating to Queensland. Um, an exciting move for him. I, um I've heard various bits and pieces about what went on, but uh, does anyone know the full story?
2: No, nah, no, nah, it's all just secondhand stuff that I've heard. I just think that um, the Bruna, um Labruna relationship had ran its course and I don't think he was keen on Joel pushing on. Joel still thinks he's got unfinished business, which which jo- which I think he does. Joel's not ever been knocked around. He's competitive with... Um, with um, With higher level guys, Um, and I think there's so many good domestic fights out there for Joel Camilleri. He's a bit of a character too; like he's a likable guy. He's a really nice, really nice person, Joel, and um, I think he'll fit in well up there. And uh, he's certainly, he's certainly in with some good company. Yeah, what
1: a great gym for him to step into. Yeah, you mentioned he's a likable guy, and um, really he'd been fighting on relatively obscure shows through the majority of his career but then he um got on that big show uh, on main event and gave a really good account of himself and uh now he moves on to the next chapter and he will be training alongside jeff horn and dennis hogan with glenn rushton um who is quite a character himself uh telling him what to do i I know he's got some plans of um molding him and changing him sculpting and and looking at uh, changing some of his styles but uh Gee, that's the place you want to be, and it's a big move for him, obviously, going to Queensland. But uh, yeah, I think he'll uh, he'll get a lot out of it.
2: And I think too, Joel naturally too, his movement patterns. Um, he he does use he uses he uses movement like he did in the zoo fight, but he was just missing. Just there's just something missing there. Like he doesn't. Um, you see, like a, a fighter like a Dennis Hogan who uses that movement but He's one step ahead of you. He you, He'll turn. He's out of there. Then he's back on you. Um, whereas Joel Joel wasn't quite finding his feet. He survived in there with Zoo and uses that movement. But I w- I'm I'll be interested to see how how he jales with that team and um, boxing so many rounds with such a class act like um, like our Irish Australian Dennis Hogan. Um, I think I think we may see the best of Joel up there, but. Joel's not done. Joel's still young, and how many fun we're just talking about Brubac and never in a boring fight. I'd love to see Brubacca versus um, Joel Camilleri if he got that back down to welterweight. There's, there's, there's plenty of fun fights out there. Dryden Camilleri. Um, there's a lot of fun fights out there, and I look forward to seeing Joel back in there and wish him all the best up there.
1: Yeah, well, I believe the plan is for him to go back to welterweight. That, that's what he's thinking. So, um, cool. yeah, lots yeah. of good fights for him there, and. Um, yeah, announcements coming out of that um, camp as well. I mentioned Jeff Horn. Well, uh, that's all been agreed, but the announcement is a, a couple of weeks off. And Dennis Hogan, um, that's been agreed as well. And uh, announcement uh, not too far away. So, some big things happening with Glenn Rushton's team in Queensland, excitingly.
2: Yes, very exciting. So. Um, you're saying Hogan's about to make an announcement on his next.
1: Yes, fight. they've um, had all their toing and froing with regards to whether Jaime Munguia is keen for a rematch immediately. It was left to him in the end to make that decision, um, or if uh, Dennis moves into another fight, potentially to move into that fight again. When it's um, when it's uh, made compulsory, essentially, uh, yeah. but uh, yeah, it's it, it's all been agreed now, so they're they're going to be announcing imminently.
2: He's still sitting right up there in the top of the tree with the WBO, yeah. so they just have to pick the right fight for him. Yep. wins it, and then it's um, he's mandated again. Yeah, um, it's just such a shame that our boy didn't get the uh, nod over there in Mexico.
1: Yeah, um, Mickey,
2: you still here?
0: I am. I am. Listening. Oh, there you are. Yeah, I'm there. Um but while we me and Ben were in New York, there was a local card here in Melbourne, Wild Fighter Two. Jade, I believe you were commentating that one. How was the show?
2: Yeah, mate, Will Tomlinson puts on a great show. Wildfighter. is awesome. Um like I said, different feel. The food trucks out there on the um Astro Toy floor and the big bar and it's just it's a totally different atmosphere. I love it. And um, the fight the fight night itself actually flowed really fast, and they were quite evenly matched fights. We had the um, majority of the night was four-rounders. Then we had a six-rounder with Mark, Mark Smith um, against um, Cy. Oh, geez, his name escapes me at the moment. Um, MMA fighter, but hell of a just-a-game opponent. And then the main event, we saw Jason Waitley, um, Jason Waitley take on the, the old war Victor Ogunov, and Ogunov landed that uh, trademark left hook in the second round and uh, had Jason on on wobbly legs for a second there. Everyone took a big, deep breath, and he, he got through it. And um, and then, yeah, just come over the top of him. But the entire night was great, mate. It flowed really well. Um, Aaron Spagnolo um, looked super impressive early in the piece. Um Furkan Demirkaya was on the um, on the end of a of a close decision loss. He he got dropped again at the end of um, at the end of the fight. He seemed to just slow down. He got clipped with a shot um, sitting in the, sitting in the pocket when he shouldn't have been. And um, I actually I actually had Furkan winning the fight. He he's an impressive kid, but. Um, you just can't get dropped in four-round fights, can yeah. you? Yeah, <laughs> not, not point, consistently.
1: Point, point blank. Yeah, not consistently. I, I only saw bits and pieces of this. Uh, we were in New York, as Mickey mentioned. But, um, yeah, I, I saw some good action. I, um, I, I believe it – is it still available? Can I go back and watch it on the Oz Boxing Facebook page, J.D.? Yeah, or that, okay, yeah, great. yeah. No, cool. no,
2: no, no. no that, that, that's there for good now. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, yeah, it did mean it did such impressive numbers on the night. There was like there was like seventy something thousand impressions or something. Um and Well I've got them here. Um seventy one
1: point five thousand organic reach, forty one point one thousand video views. Um so yeah, really uh, really good numbers uh, for a, a fight night from a essentially a club show going online. So congratulations to Will Tomlinson to Brock yeah. Ellis and everyone else yeah. involved it and that. Totally- uh, and how did um, how did my mate Corbin Middlemash go in commentary with you, Jake? Good mate, yeah. very good. No, a
2: good fella, isn't he? Um, no, he's, a, he's a champ. He he knows he's boxing too. Yeah. I um I actually caught up with Corbin um prior to the show and uh, had a great chat boxing. He's on all things boxing. He's got his head round the whole lot. So good fun working with Corbin, and um, good fun calling the wildfighter action. Even um. The actual feed itself, like the production of it and the way the whole thing flows, is just not not that. There's no lag in the whole um, in the whole event for the night. So there's always always something, always something going, and yeah, it just the whole night ran smoothly. It ran it ran better than the first. The first night ran well. This night ran even better. So I think that um, that platform is good. And as you said, it was it's a club show. But as far as free free content, um, it was good. It yep. was good,
1: good it was really good. Good stuff.
0: Yeah, and lastly, Liam Paro. Yep. For a former Olympian, I'm not sure how to pronounce his name. Fatih Kales.
1: Yeah, that'll do. Um, I saw bits and pieces of this show. Uh, yeah, it looked really good. And uh, Liam Paro stepped up again. This was on the Gold Coast on the weekend, just gone. Um, Liam Paro continues to impress. Um, but the standout moments were on the undercard. Two massive knockouts. Um, one of them was uh an upset where um Tyson Best was knocked out by his um his Korean opponent in the first round and it was it was sickening. Um I believe he's okay. And then Dempsey McKean just um, yeah. belted an American fella. Um yeah, there was some there were a couple of really, really nasty knockouts on that one.
2: South, Paul left straight down the pipe. Just walked him onto it. Yeah. Could sort of see it coming and put his fist straight through his chin. I didn't say I haven't seen the Tyson best um, knockout, poor guy. Yeah, he just started yeah. to have a look pick up a bit of momentum. He did like, yeah. in the first
1: round too. He got dropped. He got back up. The Korean's name was Induk Seo, or maybe Co Induk. I don't know how they which way around he go, but it was the first round. He got dropped. He got back up, and um, oh, geez. Uh, I don't know. Like I've only seen the highlights. It didn't look like he should have been um, going back into battle, but um, when he did, he got stopped and heavily. It was uh, it was a nasty one. So uh, bad loss for Tyson Best. Um, hopefully um, he returns strongly in the not-too-distant future. And, um, yeah, then Dempsey McKean, it was uh, Dominic Musil, um, I think his opponent was, which is about the fourth or fifth opponent that he had, and um, he just demolished him in the second round.
2: How did Jacob Ng look that night?
1: I uh, only saw a bit of it, but um, he, he seemed to win just about every moment against uh, the, the fellow that he was fighting. I think he won. I think he won every round on, on all yeah. three cards, or maybe he won nine on two of the cards and ten on the other.
2: Is uh, that still available on EpiCenter to get? You I'm can, not you can, sure. You, oh, well, yeah,
1: yeah. You, it would be available for purchase.
2: Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll have to so. tune in and check it out. I'm spewing I miss that one. The, the whole card just looked awesome. Mm. Great domestic card that one, um, and yeah, Jacob NG's man, that guy's would have to be one of the funnest fighters in the country right now. Yeah, not only like he's relentless when he fights, he's massive for a lightweight. He's relentless. We've seen him get sat on his butt, get back up, and win fights. Um, man, what a showman, yeah, the Flamingo. Yeah. He's uh, he's certainly one to watch. He's uh. One of my favourite guys getting around on the domestic scene at the moment, that's for sure. Yeah. And uh, IBF yeah. international champion now, so it'll be good to see um, who's going to be stepping up uh, more and more with his opponents. So mm. big, uh, big thanks for the Flamingo.
1: And speaking of entertaining fighters, DD uh, Hobbs was uh, the headline act in a world title fight in Greece. Um, she was beaten in a really entertaining fight, 10 two-minute rounds against um, the Greek world champion uh, Christina Linadatu. Um, good fight though. Uh, they just traded throughout and, um, Hobbs was beaten in the narrow points decision, but, uh, but did a really good job. So she moves to eight and one now. And, um, on the undercard of that as well, um, George Kambosis, uh, had a fight. Uh, so George, um, having his second fight of the year so far, he came up against, um, a fella named Richard Pina, who, um, is uh, Venezuelan and didn't have a, a flash uh, record, yeah. to be fair, having only ever um, beaten fighters who had one or less wins um, and yeah. had previously been stopped by a bloke who was 0-12 as well. So not not a big uh, fight for George, but um, he won it, and um, so that's all he can do.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah, it's all he can do. You fight who they put in front yeah, of you no, and... No. Um, there's well, there's talk of some big fights for him, but I, I um once again, the shittest co host you could possibly have <laughs> on this show, fellas. Didn't watch <laughs> didn't watch that fight either. I've heard mixed results about um about the performance, but um a lot of people carrying on about the opponent. Um did you did you fellas watch the actual Cambosis fight and the DD hops fight? I
0: saw the highlights.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's
0: about it. yeah, I watched.
1: I watched him. Yeah, um, yeah. Like I think uh, you know, it it, it was just went through the motions. Yeah, he, he did all he, he could do. Like um, it was not yeah. a strong opponent, uh, Georges. Um, but the yeah. the Hobbs fight was was a, a very good fight. Um, and yeah, there there is talk of big things for um, for Cambose just next. So. Um, yeah, it'll be a big step up after um, the last few. Um, but he's got all the talent and all the. He pulled
0: out Jose Pedraza, didn't he? He did. After yeah, the yeah. Fight. yeah.
2: Jose Pedraza. That see that that's that's that's, that's an a awesome fight. fight. and that's that's the real deal right there. Jose Pedraza, former world, former champion of the world. Um, and man, he's he's a brilliant boxer. Such a good mover, like uh, tricky, tricky guy. So massive step up for George, but. Um, yeah, he certainly isn't lacking in confidence to fight these guys. He's In his mind, I think he's already champion of the world, and that's um, that's a winner's mentality there that George has got. So it's going to be good to see when he does step up to, uh, to these fighters if uh, he can walk the walk. Yeah. Because he can certainly talk it, and you guys know how much of a fan I have been of Cambosis um, in his fights here um, against the other top domestic lightweights. He cleaned house here. And um, he's sort of sort of been in limbo a bit there at uh, a fight against Pedraza. Man, that that excites the hell out of me. That's we uh, we could see a new superstar um, born if he can look impressive against someone like that.
1: Yeah, and um, I think the the world champion uh, Richard Commies have been uh, mentioned as well. The Ghanaian who's uh, fighting Ray Beltran. So yeah, yep. big fights for him potentially, but. Um, Yeah, at least he's continued to win and I don't think we've mentioned Nathaniel May's got a a decent fight coming up as well against um, James Jezza Dickens um, in Liverpool in uh, July, I think it is. Is it about the 12th of July or something, 13th? Um, So that's good to see Nathaniel continuing and uh,
2: getting some good fights overseas. Cheeky's first one back, yeah, since his, the loss of his trainer, is
1: yeah? Uh, no, he had a fight in Belfast um, um, last year. It may have been late-ish, October. Yeah, it was, October last year in Belfast against Ruslan Bershak. Um, Cheeky. That was uh, on one of those MTK shows, and uh, yes. this will be as well, so... Um, is
2: he yeah. is he signed to M T K or that's just the Michael Tamura?
1: Um I, well I think it's uh, I think it's one and the same uh, now. I, I, I believe yep. he's signed yeah with MTK. So that's an
2: MTK okay, show. Cool. Um, and he he's he based in Los Angeles, Cheeky? I, out of Wildcard?
1: I don't know if it appears, um, but it's a good question. But I can tell you one I thing. On that card where he is fighting, you know who else is fighting? Martin Murray. Martin Murray against Kim Poulsen. Hey.
2: Kim Poulsen. Oh. Oh. Stinky is back. Stinky Poulsen gets a go. Stinky Poulsen, he's back. <laughs> Look out, Martin Murray. You, yeah, yeah you so little, um, um, there you go.
1: His like. return from that uh, epic battle, uh, that hammer and tong to and fro war that we saw at the Melbourne Pavilion against Jade Mitchell.
2: Um uh, <laughs> and uh australian boxing you're welcome okay you are welcome i um i live for this sort of thing and um yeah you're welcome okay i i go to war i do it for all of you do you know that probably
1: means that um (laughs) martin murray and his crew have probably had to sit through that in review like so they could come up with a plan for Pulson. They probably had to watch Mitchell v. Poulsen a number of times. And I think that's I watched, great. Uh,
2: I watched a good probably six minutes of Pulson in the prep for him. <laughs> okay. Um, and just saw – well, he actually looked – he actually had a crack in his <laughs> um, in, in the footage I'd seen of him. Yeah. And that's what allowed him to open up and get caught. And I thought I was going to get him out of there. But, um, yeah, he was a good enough boxer to – Run away and hide all night. <laughs> okay. Which, mate, you didn't want you don't want to infight with that stinky motherfucker. Like that was <laughs> Yeah, I can still taste it, mate. It was fucked. It was <laughs> terrible. It was yeah, it was the worst BO I've ever encountered. Okay. Alright. Um Maybe. and that's not an invite for any of my future opponents. Please, man. Hygiene hygiene's a must. Like, don't just don't. That's fucking gross, okay?
1: Um, before we go, the World Boxing Super Series semi-finals continue this Sunday morning on Fox Sports. Um, so you can check them out there live. Um, other than that, don't know, don't know what's going on.
2: Super Series. Um, who who have we got in there? Um, um,
1: the cruiserweight semis. So it'll be uh, uh, that Tabidi and uh, Dorticos and Bradis and um, yeah. Yeah, uh, Christoph Glowacki. So, yeah, good
2: fight. I'll tell you, the Super Series has been absolutely awesome. I cannot wait for Josh Taylor and um, um, Regis. uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, that'll be good. Um, And it's a good
2: fight. Such a good fight. How good did how good did Taylor look last time? Mm. Like, he just looked so good against Brancic. But, um, yeah, they're, they're, they've been absolutely awesome. And, uh, well, we saw our own Jason Maloney in the start of the band weights, And then in the band weight, we've got uh, the monster, Nui, taking on um, the legend in the Nito Donaire. Mm. Um, yeah, they've been so good. Do we know, do we, is there, have you, do we know what their next weight divisions are going to do or if they're going to continue with the World Super Series? They're going
1: to do super middleweight. They were oh, wondering if you
2: were available. I will definitely be available. Yeah,
1: I think they're just just concentrating on getting through this one because there were periods uh, where it did not appear they would be able to. Um, they went bust a couple of times and they've just got through it. So I think they're just trying to trying to keep their head above water for now.
0: Yeah. I've heard Rumblings of a light heavyweight division though. Got... That could be a go. No.
2: Light heavyweight's right um, wide open at the moment, isn't it? Really.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That will be awesome.
2: It's a bloody good division. That'd be perfect, actually. Mm. Yeah. 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 Okay. Cool, cool, Have we got anything else to speak about? Oh,
1: not really. Mickey, uh, any further oh, thoughts? Yeah. Um thought for the day, perhaps?
0: No, just um yeah. Um, I know your favorite fighters fighting this Sunday. Yeah. We touched on it. Um, Andrew it's a beaty. Oh. Yep. Um, no, I think we're good. We've gone through the agenda. Okay. Uh, good. I'm good. Are you guys
1: good? I'm good. Yeah, I'm really good. Uh, so yeah, it's been yeah, really good catching up me. with you, um, Jade. I really look forward to hearing from you on the phone soon.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll um. Yeah, we'll chat soon, mate. We'll chat soon. But for now, I better get to the gym. So uh, as always, fellas, it was great. All right. Too. See you later.
0: See ya Bye.